0: Listening to the Cannabis Hangout. Two girls, one bull, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon.
1: And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while we break it all down. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm Saba. And I'm Branon. And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's conversation, we have the pleasure of speaking with Talon Hull, who I met at Fitzgerald's, which is a dope local barbershop here in OKC. Talon has always been so so personable and so kind every single time I've met him. He's the founder of Sage Wellness here in Oklahoma City, along with Wise OKC, which is a no-till living soil grow that uses regenerative, regenerative. Wow, this word's hard. Regenerative practices. There we go. And we are so hyped to get to know him more and see what makes him tick. So, with that being said, guys, please welcome Talon to the Cannabis Hangout.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you for Hi,
0: Talon. Me. Thank you so much for being here and just like taking time out of your day to chat with us. Let's just go ahead and dive in and tell us where your cannabis journey first began and like the first time you remember like consuming cannabis.
2: Nice. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny. I know the exact date just because it was like the last day of, uh, eighth grade year, but like May 24th, 2012.
1: Wow. Um, that's the first date we've had. Wow. Like knows the exact date. you know okay. the time?
2: <laughs> uh, it, it was after midnight for sure. So maybe it was the 25th. I mean, okay, okay. <laughs> but, um, pretty much, uh, one of my buddy Thomas or one of my buddies, Thomas, he, uh, a lot of people know him for, you know, kind of getting people into weed. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was always super curious. My dad, um, it was never like a a hidden deal. Um, I was kind of just grew up knowing that it wasn't a bad thing That's cool. in a sense. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, super curious. And then like the opportunity came around. I was like, Thomas has some weed. I remember Thomas he had. Thomas
1: has some weed. <laughs> Shout out to Thomas.
2: He had, like, this Tootsie Roll um, container, like, a little pipe and some bud. And I remember it was like, man, like, do you mind if I smoke with you? And he, we, like, we're buying this tree at my buddy's house. And, yeah, the rest is history. But fast forward from that, I just kind of, like, fell in love. And yeah. I remember – Probably the next week, like trying to find where can I find some weed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. And
2: uh, I guess uh, the rest is history. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: what's your preferred way to consume? Are you more of like a flower guy? More into dabs? Like, what's your what's your usually go to like hitter?
2: Typically um, concentrates. I really, really okay. like hash rosin. Uh, same. Um, I I love smoking flour, but uh, hash rosin is definitely my yeah, go-to. I can agree
1: with <laughs> that. I can definitely agree <laughs> with that. <laughs> that is awesome. So, what do you personally use cannabis for yourself?
2: Uh, a number of reasons. Um, in around 2012, 2013, um, I got diagnosed with spinal um spinal viral meningitis. Mm -hmm. Um, it, you know, got through it really quickly, but it was a weird time like for my family and everybody around me. But at the time I've dealt with like weird stomach issues since then. Mm -hmm. And, um, like a lot of people dealing with anxiety, but, uh, it's just been, uh, just a natural alternative for me. Um, like throughout high school, uh, eventually got diagnosed with ADD Mm -hmm. and, always I, my mom was super weird about me taking prescription like pills and yeah so it was but like it was something that helped me for a and good then, reason yeah but like finding like oh I can actually find my like zen in a sense with you know cannabis and mm. and then it also helps me with my appetite and mm-hmm. things like that yeah. but yeah I would say that de- definitely those reasons for sure okay.
1: so what would you experience like What was it that you said you had?
2: Uh, Spinal viral meningitis. I've
1: never even heard of that. So what would you experience to where when you smoked, like before smoking and after smoking, like what would you experience? What was your body experiencing?
2: So during the period, like it was like massive migraines and just constant stomach aches. Mm -hmm. Um, Couldn't keep anything down. Um, But... I didn't I mean I was so young so like, I have was just experience, like, experimenting with cannabis then and yeah. so it didn't really become until like I would say my sophomore junior Got year it. that okay. I was like all right this is mine like this yeah. is like this is this is what it is yeah this yeah. is
0: what it is Heck yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good awesome. so what is something that you really enjoy doing after you smoke like what do you like to vibe and do
2: um this might sound like not like kind of boring, but I love listening to podcasts and audiobooks. Um,
0: That's cool. That's your no. vibe. It's not boring. To <laughs> not all.
1: What What's your go to like podcast genre?
2: Um, I like uh, how I built this a lot. Um, it's just listening to different entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and their journey. Uh, it's super super inspiring. Yeah. my coach uh, put me onto it and. I've pretty much watched every episode and, or listened to every yeah. episode, but yeah.
0: That's oh, cool. Yeah. You just like to get stony and then just like zone in yeah. pretty much.
2: I like driving and like mm-hmm. the grows an hour away. So mm-hmm. it's, I can like plenty you know, of time, plenty vibe of time to vibe yeah. out. But and, it's also like time
0: for yourself
2: <laughs> totally. to like,
0: yeah. you know, in the car. Yeah.
1: I understand Important that. to into you. Mm-hmm. So what's the dynamic like with your family and consuming cannabis? Are you pretty open about it? What's that relationship look like for you guys?
2: Yeah, it, um, it, Totally. Like since I've grown up as a kid, it wasn't. It was never like taboo or anything. Um, my, yeah, I, I grew up around it. My mom never. My mom's always like consumed cannabis, like low key, but never like was open about it. My yeah, dad mm-hmm. was wide open about it. Plants growing in the backyard, mason jar on the counter. <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> that's
1: awesome. I love it. But
2: um, I guess my I have a little brother, and he's and we he's uh thirteen, and so it's he's. I mean, the last four years of his, you know, adolescence, he's grown up with his family having a weed shop. And so it's just been definitely kind of breaking that stigma. It's like it being like, it's just like, I mean, I had friends that had their parents had liquor stores and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Hey, like this is, this is something that actually helps people. Yes. And um, we, I mean, we have a, a, I mean, in my opinion, a completely new approach or a different approach than a lot Mm -hmm. of people take. And so, it's definitely normalized. I would say yeah, um, it's a part really of our mean. lifestyle through and through. And
1: I love that. That's yeah. awesome. And low key, how cool for your brother to be able to grow up and like knowing that this is like a family business
0: that he also gets to almost like grow into if he wanted. <laughs> would, to. like you know? that's such that is so cool. I would have I loved to grown up Same. like that, you know, because now we're. Where we are, and like we're had we had to break that stigma with our parents, mm-hmm. like yeah. each of them individually. Like it was, it's cool that like your dad kind of like already knew what was up, you know, yeah. and like what he enjoyed and stuff. Like, but neither one of my parents really did, yeah. and they kind of just like have had to like ease them into it all. But it would, it would be so different if you know I were to grow up like that. Yeah. I will
2: say that like my mom, like, I remember the first time she like saw a photo she went like went through my phone and saw a photo of a bubbler or something
1: yeah
2: freaked out um <laughs> the next day i was literally at uh beyond scared straight like my mom's oh, like
0: no. No, I, i'm not joking
2: you, you know, asked all my friends oh, it's, like no. a, it's like a funny story that But you
0: actually went on it like right?
2: not so that's everybody's first question i went to the program did the entire program not every one of them is like Filmed obviously. Oh wait, but it's, you like, actually
0: did the program. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Tell us more. <laughs> oh my god. Plot twist. Yeah. Um,
2: it was. It was just.
0: I used to watch that on TV all the
1: time. I did too. I used to be like, okay, what are they doing that I'm not doing or that I might be doing that I'm I just haven't gotten caught well, for
2: yet. I was there with just a bunch of kids that were like stealing and buying yeah. it, and I yeah. was just uh, smoking I, weed. I was like, Mom, I'm. You're a good kid. Yeah. And at the time my mom's like talent this isn't like she, she's worried about her son you know yeah uh, which i get it <laughs> as but, a mom but i remember like her picking me up that day it was just like pretty much you know just like the tv show is but picking me up that day and <laughs> super chill about it <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was not chill. i was like hysterical though throughout yeah, the day i was oh, like man. ah but i remember getting home I was like, mom, can we? It was middle of summer, and I was like, "Can I please just go get an icy?" And she like <laughs> afterwards took me does it, and we ended up chop, chopping it up about the day. And she did it like,
0: scare you straight? I would say that. I would <laughs>
2: soon say as no, chance obviously. I <laughs> soon as chance I got, I was back to it. But
0: um, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure it was an experience. Though. But
2: she was just trying to do, mm-hmm. you know, be mama bear. And, so yeah. was
0: it just like a one day thing? Or yeah, was, oh, okay. like you got there
2: like eight a.m. Um, okay. They put like a like a weighted vest on you, and it was like to resemblance to weight your parents.
0: Yeah. Do or whatever. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and then oh, you just go through like a, a learning experience, yeah. and then you like Mental.
2: go through the day of just. Essentially, seen. I mean, every aspect of the jail, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, it was it was definitely an. I mean, an, an experience, but uh,
1: yeah, I bet. But yeah, <laughs> oh, boy, I'll say, <laughs> God, wow. So to flip the script a little, Talon, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do.
2: Um, so I am a uh, twenty three years old. Um, I started the I started Sage as a CBD shop um, when I was nineteen. Um, my it's kind of a crazy story I was going to school for entrepreneurship at OSU mm-hmm. and I just didn't like it at all and uh, my mom I remember we were eating at Whole Foods on Western right down the road and it's like mom what do you think about me open up a CVD store mm-hmm. and like prior to um prior to that like for my first year out of high school I went and saved up money working paintless dent repair with my cousin and um, and my cousin is now, he, he was, uh, came in in the early days to kind of help me get the lease and things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, yeah, I, long story short it was like, what do you think about me opening up a CBD store? And she's like, well, you gotta do something. You can't not, you know, be in school. And
1: yeah.
2: fast forward, she told me about the candy store that was going out of business on Western and my mom had my baby shower in VZD's building. So it was like everything coming full circle, yeah like so much history mm-hmm. on Western and, mm-hmm. At that point was like, well, I might as well figure out how to, you know, make this happen. And then with that being said, started the CBD store. It hadn't legalized yet. And I had wrote um, several papers over state question 788 in Mm -hmm. high school. And so like in 2015, I put out um, a paper over state question 788. And like, there's still this video of me today on YouTube (laughs) talking like with shaggy hair and like Mm -hmm. high school talking about how we need to legalize it and all the things that it's going to do for our state, you know, help our education system, fix the roads, um, you know, fix our criminal system. Yeah. Um, and then, so I was just super, super passionate yeah. and was already aware of things going on. But then, I, I mean, I, it's like a dream come true. June 26, 2018, mm-hmm. it, boom, it legalized. And we were actually in Denver with um, close family friends, uh, Tris, or Chris and Tracy Brady, who own redbud soil, um, and they were selling us our first CBD order. They yep. had a, a spot down in Denver, and it legalized. And we were like, "Gotta get back home and yeah. <laughs> and figure out, you know, yeah. how we we're gonna build out the back back of the store." But it was all happening so fast, mm-hmm. and at this time, it was like, "Well, we got to figure out, you know, what we're doing." And an experience was definitely something that I was like trying to encapsulate the entire time. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with that being said, just focused in that focused on three things and three things only and just building a relationship through an unforgettable experience with the intention of impacting the community. And yeah, it's like kind of our goal.
1: Yeah. I feel like you guys have done a pretty good job at that. Yeah. I think you have too. Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run.
0: Yes, and with being business owners or self we understand what it's like pretty well, I think.
1: With BIC Legal, they practice in areas like family law, estate planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company while assisting in licensing applications, and
0: so much more. And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry thriving, the rules and regulations related to cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pebworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma, she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode. So, like, with community experience, relationships, and consistency, you guys stand behind those things at your dispensary, and those are really powerful and meaningful words, I feel like. Tell us a little bit about that vision that you had whenever you were creating and, like, the vibe to be at Sage Wellness.
2: Totally. So, I would say that um, Sage, Sage and the success of Sage has been built, ba- like, straight up from the community. We we would not be who we are if it wasn't for, one, our neighborhood um, and the surrounding neighborhoods, um, all of the employees that have worked and built SAGE, um, my family that has been, you know, the utmost support. But really, the, we have around 17,000 patients now that have came through wow. our doors. and
1: that's amazing.
2: And I would say, like, building a relationship with every single one of those people, and our staff does a great job of that. Our, those values that you, you talked about are – it kinda of happened naturally. We mm-hmm. started building the relationship and then we we're like, Well, it's through this unforgettable experience yeah. mm-hmm. and cannabis is that. The you know, we make sure that the sound is playing, music's playing at the right decibel, Santo Santo's always burning,
0: nice. mm-hmm. getting greeted
2: with water bottles. So we're kinda of hitting all those senses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then really and then the intention to impact the community and have a lot of cool things in the works for the future and we've in my opinion done a pretty good job of just providing a space for the community to, one, get to know cannabis, but also get to know the people who, you know, support and use right, cannabis. Yeah.
1: So. yeah. For sure. That's awesome. That was a great explanation. So what's been the coolest thing about being a dispensary owner in the state of Oklahoma, especially because you are such an integral part of the, like, path that ex- that patients take and the experience they have in, you know, the dispensary with their medicine, the guidance, I mean, everything.
2: I would say... Educating people on, I mean, this industry is constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's new products that are always hitting the market. There's new strains that are always hitting the market. Right. Um, we've, being in Oklahoma, we've seen tons and tons of brands. Mm-hmm. And so educating people on, you know, about these brands, what they're about, um, everybody has a different story. And I think that that, I mean, I, I always say, you know, s- selling the state's top brands that, or that we have to offer is, mm-hmm. um, but providing education behind that. And and it really allows them to have the experience that they are looking for and Mm -hmm. a tailored experience to them because everybody's experience or, you know, relationship with cannabis is different. So different. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I think that's so important that you guys take time in that because there are, I mean, and I talk about this so often, there's only a handful of dispensaries that truly take the time for the patient to help better their journey and really walk with them Instead of just being like, here, this is for you and this, you know, like X, Y, and Z. But being able to break that down and really break it. Because it's also a trust thing and building trust with patients. Because I used to blindly have patients come in and be like, whatever you want, Saba, today's today's on you. And I'm like, oh, like I'm picking your stuff, you know. And for them to just blindly say that, especially with flower and their medicine, like that's a huge trust thing. So to be a part of their journeys is so
0: cool and beautiful that it's it's just, that's so special. Sounds like such a, like a... You know Oklahoma, like a southern, like you know. Yeah. I don't feel like you get even that kind of community vibe is somewhere else. No, community
1: is all that cannabis is. So the fact that you've built your business around community, that is important. That is
0: everything. I feel like I that's the people that. who yeah. run your business, really. Yeah, yeah. Totally. keep you keep mm-hmm. you in business. As yeah, the community. One hundred percent. So with owning a dispensary that comes dispensaries that has a lot of responsibility with it, you know, and especially like at a young age, too. I'm sure there's a bunch of like different hurdles and hoops and stuff you have to learn and jump through. What's been the biggest hurdle that you feel like you've had to face um, like throughout the time that it's been open, like from your point of view?
2: I would say um, first thing that came to mind would be vertical integration.
0: Okay. Um,
2: Definitely for for being I mean, how I started this being being younger and trying to, you know, figure out how we're going to make this happen. Everybody yeah. knows that to make, you know, to last in this industry, mm-hmm. the goal is to become vertical. And I would say that's probably been one of the biggest hurdles that we or that I've had mm-hmm. um, just as a CEO and and as a as an individual that's trying to build a brand. Um, but. We were finally fully vertical, um, worked really, really hard, and it wouldn't be possible without our team. So So
0: tell us what you mean by vertical for anyone else listening. That's listening that doesn't know what vertical integration is.
2: So um, really controlling the plant from seed to sale. That's the most easiest explanation. But um, I guess having a a cultivation, um, growing Mm -hmm. the plant, um, and then either processing the plant or putting or selling it directly mm-hmm. to the retail store. Um, and then, yeah, and then getting it to the patient. So, and essentially to for a company to be vertical, vertical um, it's they have all aspects of the business. They they have a processing, they have a cultivation, and then they also have a retail. And in some states that also means distribution mm-hmm. as well, but here in Oklahoma, um, the as a cultivator or yeah. processor you can control that and sell it directly to the retailer
1: very cool so let's talk creative with okay. sage wellness because i remember when i did social media for the dispensary i worked for um we would always go to the sage wellness instagram to compare about what we could be doing better because it's just always been so on point tell us about the vision behind that and what you guys wanted to create behind that like social presence and just like how you guys pump out what you do because it's totally. so good and so consistent in the quality.
2: Um Sierra Hole. <laughs> that's the first first uh, shout her. out to Sierra. Yeah that's my it. it's my little sister, my best friend, um my I mean my everything. Oh
0: sweet. That, yeah. that
2: my she uh she I would say our working dynamic is just it's unmatchable That's obviously dope. we've she's i've known her since my whole life yeah. <laughs> the, her <laughs> <sex. Pause. laughs> um, but uh so i mean first and foremost having the relationship with her mm-hmm. has been she, she oversees our entire um, marketing department. So she's younger? She's younger. Uh,
0: so how old is she? She, doing she that. is
2: uh, 21. I
0: mean, she Aww. is fucking killing
1: it.
2: Yeah. Like, that's cool. Yeah,
1: that's she, really dope.
2: Her. So she actually has a... Um, she started her own, I would say... Uh, marketing marketing um she content
0: marketing uh, firm ish she's a creative
2: director okay and so i guess like and it's called you'll see okay Um, her name is sierra spelled like s-e-a-i-r-a so like you'll see being like yeah you'll see and Mm -hmm. i don't know seeing all the things that she does it's been really really cool seeing Mm -hmm. the different um companies that she works with um and she, yeah, she works with Easy Street. She works with um, my buddy Eli at Buy Everyone in the Plaza mm-hmm. um, and works with a ton of musicians here in Oklahoma City. She went to ACM and just oh, has grown up. Cool. And yeah. like Super a
0: creative and artsy. Environment, yeah. yeah. And,
2: and her eye and, and just be, between, you know, us collaborating. It's, yeah. there's
1: How many, so are you the oldest of all your siblings? Yeah. And I how know. many of you is there?
2: So there's uh, me, my sister, Sierra, um, my brother, Joya, um, or my brother, Lyndon, and my sister, Joya, and then my little brother, Maddox.
1: Wow, so there's so five of
0: you.
2: Five of us, oh, yeah. Dang.
1: Big
0: family. The whole fam runs deep.
1: That's yes. Fun. I love
0: it. That's dope. <laughs> I understand that. So you seem to have, like, a good team of people around you, totally. um, which is important to have. How do you find the gems to make your team
2: what it is? Um, Treating everybody with respect. At the end of the day, there's a there's a lot of different people that you could work mm-hmm. for in this industry. And mm-hmm. and it's a matter of seeing people, you know, get to where they want to go. And there's not been a single person that's came into Sage that I, I'm so excited just to continue mm-hmm. to see watch grow. And so mm-hmm. I would say, like, providing a career path. But at the end of the day, if, like, if it means that there's other opportunities that mm-hmm. come about, helping them get to that goal is my main my main you know goal as yeah, a, I guess yeah. as a boss or mm-hmm. employer or whatever yeah. but and that's kind of how it attracts you know the people that we work with we we have a very very low turnover rate but mm-hmm. um the people that we work with it's just been yeah and they, they're all a part of it you know yeah. every it sage wouldn't be uh. sage without them
1: so what's it like I mean you're 23 you're you're young, which is awesome that you're doing what you're doing, but what's it like being in such a big leadership role being so young? Do you find it to be very stressful? Or are you very like, this is what I was meant to do, so it just feels right? Because leadership isn't – it's great, but leadership can be hard, especially when you add a little bit of management to it because managing people – I mean, I hate managing people because totally. I'm just like just being an adult, but, you know, just I want to hear what it's like from your perspective.
2: Um. I always say managing and being a leader are completely different. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's pretty easy to manage things, yes. but uh, being a leader is, is definitely more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that, I mean, the easiest quote is just that I always tell myself is don't complain about everything on your plate when your whole goal was to eat. And Hell
1: yeah, that's dope. You know, because yeah. at the end
2: of the day, like, I... Uh, this is a dream I'm, i i wake up and i was at coffee with my sister this morning i was like mm-hmm. I'm literally living my dream yeah you know, we're living our dream yeah and so like i think keeping that goal in mind but also staying hungry and and because there's so much so much that's so much that we can continue to keep doing yes. and it's just the beginning so mm-hmm. being the you know a good role model for everybody around around me is, mm-hmm. is just very very important because if my mental's not right, then it's going to be hard for everybody else's to be.
1: Yeah, right. that's that's important that you recognize that, especially at such a young age, because I feel like I didn't really recognize that until after I was twenty five. So the fact that you're already aware of that means that you're you have a lot of self awareness, and that's important, especially being a yes business owner. and being
0: young. Yeah, which, I mean that it's, I mean, it's a huge asset because Sab and Sab's thirty. I'm yeah. twenty nine. I'll turn thirty in May, but. Just like in a guy period, yeah. <laughs> to be able to be aware mm-hmm. at the age you are, because mm-hmm. a lot of the time it takes a lot of dudes several years to be aware of anything, and yeah. like you had, that's like a one up. It's a gift. Well, it is. You. You're yeah. killing nice. it, Talon. Yeah, and the females will notice that. Yeah. So, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Talon, tell us about Wise OKC and what you guys do there.
2: Um. So, we well, we're we're cultivation. Yes. Um all living soil, um, focused on using regenerative practices. Um, I'm really, really, really big on soil health. Mm -hmm. I believe that, you know, uh, cannabis aside, focusing on the soil and -hmm. and taking care of the soil is very, very important. We've lost 75% of our topsoil worldwide. And if, and that's due to, you know, agriculture farming and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, synthetic fertilizers. And so, you know, it's not about saying one thing is better than the other, but a hard goal is just to continue to like provide education on, on taking care of the earth and, and, you know, the different side effects that we'll have if we don't. And so when we started wise, um, we had a lot of good direction from Chris, Chris Brady at Redbud soil. He's known me since before I was born and then my grower, Chayton my partner, my grower, um, right hand man, best friend. Um, and his, he, he started growing, um, with Chris's soil and it, all started happening naturally as far as like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is, we're doing this for a reason. And fast forward, I'm trying to essentially educate people on, well, I can't, I mean, the first known plant to be grown 4.5 billion years ago and and how it happens naturally. Well, cannabis can be grown the same way. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take, you know, using a ton of bottled nutrients and all these different practices To make a plant you know reach its full potential it just means feeding the soil what it needs and 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 so when we started wise it was one to have a sustainable approach but also to educate people on taking care of the soil and so with wise we only use natural amendments um, no-till living soil brand Mm -hmm. Um, but our whole goal um, with wise is for a percentage of our proceeds to go back to building community gardens for Um, Schools. um, Well, starting with Oklahoma right now, we're working with Wilson Elementary to build their um, community school garden, just like uh, Cleveland Elementary and Bodine Elementary. That's
0: amazing! Wow, but their garden specifically.
2: Yeah, Wilson's right now, but the goal is to you know implement this statewide. We're working with a cat at OKC OKC Harvest, which is like a subdivision of OKC Mm -hmm. Beautiful, Um, but really just using our platform as a cannabis company, but also all the people that, you know, that we worked with to be able to change, be the change that we wish to mm-hmm. see in the world. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so when creating wise, it was like, well, we're going to use this as an opportunity to do something that, you know, bigger than just growing cannabis and selling cannabis, yeah, you know, sure. like, and it starts, starts with, you know, an edu- educating people. Cause if we fix our education issue, then we mm-hmm. can potentially fix our ecological issue. And, so that's you know, the gist with wise is to you know, provide education on soil health, um, you know, obviously organic cannabis. Yeah. And um but also educating our youth and trying to implement these gardens.
1: Yeah, for, and that's so important. I feel States. like like my favorite thing in like when I first moved to America and going to like elementary school was doing like the butterfly garden because it was outside and you know, just like watching something grow totally. and like if we had gardens that, like, somebody had—or, like, that was more of a thing, just, like, learning, you know, about soil and how to grow things and, like, you know, like, yeah. not necessarily farming per se, but, you know, just, like, gardening life tips that totally. we want to know and are actually interested in now as an adult. Helpful tools for every human Yeah, being. and it's yeah. cool that, that that's an option for kids now because you're providing that option for them, and they might not even know that they want to grow— whether it's cannabis, whether it's not cannabis, whatever it is, and this is giving them an opportunity to find that green thumb or find some sort of like happiness in, yeah, you know, wherever they are,
2: being like, and just being like conscious. Um, I had the privilege of seeing uh, Cleveland um, School Garden a couple a couple of weeks ago and seeing a second grade class and the curriculum of them learning, you know, about soil health and composting. and oh, that's
0: cool. That's so
2: cool. It, it, but seeing how engaged they were and seeing, you know, how inspired they were with playing with worms. And the teacher, the teacher asked, how many of you guys are doing this at home? And, like, I would say 50% of the class raised their hands. And it was just so cool. Like, man – it starts with the youth. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, of course their parents are going to be, you know, at, you know, let's, let's go plant some seeds. Let's start composting our scraps and little things like that, Mm -hmm. that will, you know, if we start educating there and the sky's the limit. Yeah. I agree.
0: That's That's very well said. That is. So Talon. I know you're very passionate. Um, What would you say brings you the most joy, like getting to do what you do? I know, I feel like you've answered that in a lot of ways. Yeah, but probably like,
2: the people. I okay. know that sounds, you know, stereotypical. I know, but you're a people person. 100%. Yeah, through, through. no,
0: that's good. <laughs> that, that is good. A very
1: valid. So, you're in the industry. What's something you love about Oklahoma, like the Oklahoma market, that you're just like, one thing, and it can be as a patient, or it can be as a business owner?
2: Totally. Um, I will say there, you know, there's definitely pros and cons to this, but... The way that our that Oklahomans in general have gotten behind cannabis mm-hmm. is so cool. Yeah. So cool. I mean, that. that's what I would have to yeah, say. Yeah, 100%. Mean, I mean, politics aside, everything aside, but yes. like, it is so cool to see how many people are supporting cannabis. Yeah, yeah I Oklahoma. agree. It's something yeah. to be proud of. You know? <laughs> totally. I mean, yeah. like, it's, I would have never dreamed of it. And so... I'm, I mean, I have no complaints. Yeah, <laughs> that's oh, yeah. Awesome. That was great So
0: we ask everyone this question, Talon, but what is the stigma that you would like to see changed with cannabis?
2: The youth. I think that um, if we can really start educating that, it's, that this is actually, you know, a plant that yeah. can heal people, um, There's. it's not just about getting high. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we can start educating people on, you know, the differences and, you know, what this plant can do and all and the, you know the potential mm-hmm. that it could bring it's not for everybody but no. at, at the end of the day if like we can start breaking that stigma on mm-hmm. it being like you know a bad thing right i think that's most important mm-hmm. and i think it's our duty as you know all connoisseurs to just continue to keep tracking breaking that stigma
1: I agree. Yeah. that's very well said. That it starts with the kids You're yeah. Not wrong. yeah so i think this wraps up today's episode talon is there anything <laughs> cool. you'd like to add before we hop off here
2: no, just, uh, yeah, thank you guys for having me yeah, and uh, thank my team for sure. Shout out to them.
1: Yeah, shout sure. out to your <laughs> team. Yes. Do you want to uh, drop your socials? Tell us, tell the people who to go follow.
2: Uh, yeah, my name's just talent hall, sagewellness.okc, um, wiseokc, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Y'all heard him.
0: (laughs) Thanks for being here today, Talon. And thank you to our loyal listeners for tuning into another episode. And stay tuned for next week's conversation. And as always, um, stay medicated.